Let's talk about stock investing, equity investing. What's a stock? Well, stock is a percentage of a company that you own. So when you buy, let's say, one share, keep the math simple for me, one share of stock, let's say, in McDonald's, that means you own a portion of the company. That's right. Now, does it mean you get to go into the McDonald's, the local McDonald's store and tell the employees and the manager what to do? No, I wouldn't do that. But um, you own part of the company. So you're you're an owner. Nice to be an owner than a renter. Just depends. So let's get into it. So now you know you own a piece of the company. Now what? Well, before you buy any particular stock, you need to do some homework. That's right. I've been investing for a long time, for a good while, a little bit good while. I know you can tell with the little gray hair. It's been a while. <laughs> but anyway, premature graying, by the way. But anyway, young at heart. But anyway, get into it. Um, there's different uh, sectors or categories of companies you can invest in. For example, and, and companies that you know. Well, who is that? Peter Lynch, years ago, the um, manager um, uh, of the Magellan Fund. And uh, he had a book, uh, basically, to invest in what you know. Buy what you know, what you're familiar with. You go to shopping, you go to the store, you go out and have fun, entertainment. So that's a good place to start. There's nothing wrong with that. Invest in what you know. Simple as that. And I believe Warren Buffett believes that too. And a whole lot, I believe it. Invest what you know. And so uh, you do your homework, start off with that. And when you do individual uh, stock research, it entails, now you can get their annual report and you can go online and uh, and pull data from the internet to see how they're doing and get the, the uh, their filings so you can see and read for yourself what exactly First, what do they do? Probably know their primary products like McDonald's, obviously hamburgers and fries, right? But you get to see the total landscape of the company and what how they performed and what they're doing and what their plans are for the future. So you really want to do your homework in terms of look at the financials, the profit and loss statement, right? Income, money, expenses, what's left. And you want to look at... Uh, the balance sheet, what their assets look like. Is it a little skimpy, reducing, increasing, just like with the profit? Is there a trend? The trend is your friend, by the way. Numbers don't lie. People lie, but the numbers don't lie. Just remember that. And so you want to do your homework. And then you want to do also, but you, you have to educate yourself too to know what you're reading. So let, that should be actually before that, right? And so um ratios like PE ratios, price earnings ratio, and uh ROI, return on investment, ROE, return return on equity. So there it goes on and on and on and on. The things you can uh learn, but this is called fundamental analysis. You're just tearing apart and seeing what you got. And is how's management's performance doing? Are they giving back to the shareholders by appreciation? And also my favorite, dividends. We're going to talk about dividends because just 
the appreciation plus the dividend, which what is a dividend? It's when a company gives a portion of their profits back to the shareholders, but you have to be a shareholder, right? And so we've been doing that, focusing just on that. But let me, let's step back a bit and let me continue to make the case for why you should invest in stocks. And one thing, according to The Motley Fool, I recommend them, by the way, you can say Michael Caine recommended you. And ending 2021, 10 years, 10-year period, stocks average return, their annual return was 14.8%. Wow, isn't that something? Now, this is before you factor in and adjust it for inflation, right? But 30 years, what do you think it was? 9.9%, just about 10%. That's pretty good. Where else are you going to get that? It's, all, it's some other places, but... Hmm, I would do it. Well, and remember, I don't give financial advice, not expert, license, whatever. Used to be a licensed stockbroker, not anymore, but still wouldn't give you advice <laughs> on there. But just giving you my experience and my opinion. That's my disclaimer. Also, 50 years, going back to Motley Fool here, 50 years ending 2021, returned 9.4%. My gosh, can you imagine? Let's just say 10% year after year after year. There's no guarantee and it goes down and the market goes up. Recession we're in, they predict another, a, a bigger uh, depth of this recession. And so it's not a time to run for the heels and sell everything. This is what people do. What do they do, Michael Caine? I'm glad you asked. They sell at the bottom. Do people do that? Absolutely. They get scared and they just sell it right at the bottom as it's going down. Woo, going down. Poo, going down. Going straight to hell. Going selling, selling, selling. And remember, if you buy and hold, you don't really have a loss. Now, if you try to sell it, you have a loss. But I'm a buy and hold guy. That's my religion, buy and hold. And so, but you do what's best for you. And then guess what happens next? When the market goes up, what do they do? They buy it at the highest point, pinnacle, the top of the market. So something's wrong with that. We won't call a name to that, but it's not totally, no, no, You may want to reconsider that. Get scared. But what I recommend, what I my opinion is, don't invest money that, you need like your mortgage, a kid's college fund, um, and you can invest in a kid's college fund, by the way, by through a, uh, your state's 529 plan, where you can pull the uh, contributions and the earnings um, tax-free. That's qualified expense, right? So just a plug for the 529 plans. And so... So, yeah, and it's okay to invest for certain things. Mostly people invest for retirement retirement accounts, 401ks, IRAs, IRA, Roth IRAs, where you can pull the money out after holding it for five years and tax-free. Tax-free. That's, did you hear me? Tax-free. You're taking out the contribution and the earnings tax-free. 
after five, the 59 and a half. I got to say 59 and a half. Almost so stumbling there. 59 and a half. And so there's penalties and other stuff too. So there's exceptions. Always exceptions. So investing in individual stocks can be very expensive. Absolutely. But in this, when I started, you had to just buy a whole share of stock and then uh, even if it was one, you had to have all the money, but now you get to buy fractions of, of, of shares. Wow, fraction of a share, 0.05, point whatever, 3.0, you know. And so there's really no excuse not to get in. And uh, $50, $100, no minimum. When I started, there was a minimum. You had to have $3,000, $1,000, $2,000, whatever, 500 now you could buy it. No excuse. And we encourage you to do it sooner versus later because a whole nother podcast could just be about uh, time. The earlier you start, the better, the less on the back end when you get older, when it's time for retirement or time in your 30s, 40s, where you want to have fun with some money, moolah. So to have that moolah, start. Young folks, you're watching this, start now. Even if it's $25 a month. 25. You multiply that out. But then as you um redistribute your and bug, you know, balance your budget, I would do 50, 75, 100, scale it up, scale it up. You'd be glad you did. And um excellent stocks out there companies, but do your homework. Even if you get a financial advisor, I'm not knocking them, but you still got to do know what you're doing. You still, you, you, you know, you're entrusted in someone else, but you still got to be the captain of your ship, the director of your life movie. So don't abdicate. The king and queen cannot abdicate, even if you get people to help you, right? It's okay to get information, get assistance, but don't abdicate. You know where your money's going, how much you're making. The money coming in, money coming out, what's left over. You got to know, folks. So let me tell you something. If you're financially challenged or you're not and you want to um, invest more, what my family did, what we did years ago, we started an investment club. That's right. There's uh, stock investment clubs, real estate investment clubs. People pull their money. So we're, we pulled our money. We each donated uh, $50 a month. Not donated. We invested $50 a month in the club. Minimum was 50 And then we pulled that together. Oh, voila. All of a sudden, you have 500 or $1,000. Just like that. Invested. Voila. And so investment club. And we... Um, I'm not being endorsed. I'm not endorsing them or anything. Uh, I'm not getting any kickbacks or anything like that. But we use NAIC at the time. Now they're called Better Investing. So NAIC, National Association, something like that. Yes. And now they, they changed their name many years ago. So it's called Better Investing. And they will help you to, uh, they have resources, a book on how to start an investment club. Um, you get people like, close family and friends, people you respect and love and they love you get together for the sake of leaving a legacy for your family and also for you to have fun. Maybe you want to fly around the world a few times. 
Maybe you want to cash out at some point, buy your, I don't know, your car of your dreams or do whatever it is you want to do outside your dreams. I don't know. But you, it gives you uh, opportunities uh, to build wealth. And so, uh, if again, if you don't have a lot of money at your disposal, perhaps getting this investment club may be a good thing. So I'm trying to make the case for stock investing, individual stock investing. And so and also in our club, it's just not with individual stocks. We did invest in some mutual funds, too, which proved to be a good deal, too. Good, good opportunity. And so, and it, it, to me, uh, investing is fun. I know there's research and work involved in individual stocks, but it, to me, it's exciting. You know, I own a piece of McDonald's, Disney, right? All these old companies and stuff. And sometimes invested in companies that no longer exist. Anyone say House of Fabrics, Blockbuster, didn't work out. Things happen sometimes. That's why you diversify and don't put all your what? Eggs in one basket. You heard that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I knew what that meant, especially after I lost all my, uh, you know, in, in two, well, three stocks <laughs> that, ooh, okay, caused me to have therapy. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, that's why when you're in a sinking ship, hey, you bail out, get in the lifeboat, get a life vest on. You're just riding it down to zero, literally to worthless. So, and lesson learned, lesson learned. No one's perfect. And so anyway, but I want to talk to you about an alternative to individual investing. I haven't do all that big research and time consuming and all that. It's called exchange traded funds. What a wonderful invention. ETFs, you heard it called. It's short name, AKA. And exchange traded funds basically are a, it's a basket of stock. Just, it trades like a single stock. So you buy and sell it during the day. And it, it's, it, it operates like a mutual fund, but it's, it's like, it trades like a stock and it's lower fees involved because not all that trade and all that stuff. So you save money on fees and uh, and they have different kinds of ETFs for technology. Let's say if you want Google, Microsoft, Apple, you know, you know, NVIDIA and all that. And or they invest in hospitality like hotels, uh, energy infrastructure. Just on and on and on, different categories. So I encourage you to think about it. Think about it. And another form is index funds, a form of uh, investment, equity investment. It is a mutual fund, low fees, passively managed, and it tracks just like the ETF. It tracks a uh, specific uh, market index various assets could be commodities could be whatever and so um so if it's a technology uh index or etf it's going to track that particular index right and so back to dividends um, we in our investment club and us solo we love 
dividend paying stocks. So according to marketbeat.com, I just found that out, uh, marketbeat, and they had this best stocks, dividend paying stocks. They had AT&T, which I've owned some. Oh, still own it. <laughs> okay, disclaimer. Um, AT&T, Chevron, ExxonMobil, uh, CVS, Target, Briscoe's, uh, what is it, Meyer Squibb, um, just on and on. It, it's a lot of companies that will pay you dividends, like 3%, 3.5%. I saw one 6%, 7%. Uh, and what is a dividend again? It give, they, the company gives a portion of their profits back to the shareholders. Wow. So you get the appreciation and you get the money, the income. So I'm in the income and growth. Now, some companies are just growth where they don't pay a dividend, like Amazon. Didn't you wish you'd buy that 35 years ago, right? Okay. <laughs> We're okay. So you get my idea. You get you get my drip, right? And so they can just non-dividend paying ones can benefit you too. But I just love that combination, that combo where you you get uh the dividend, the money. Uh it could be monthly, it could be quarterly, or usually annually. And 4%, 5%, 8%, and you have a bunch of these coming in, it adds up. And so I encourage you to uh, not regret that you didn't start earlier, but start today. Start today. Do your homework, do reading. There's excellent books out there about um, becoming wealthy, rich, so to speak. And uh, pick up some books. I, you know, there's various books out there. I own a lot of books. And I, I'm, I learn how to read very well to say, whoa, okay. Because that's going back to school is when you buy books. Right? And some of these books, a lot, most of them are in the library for free. Most uh, libraries are free membership. Only a handful I know charge whatever, but usually 25 bucks or something. Or, or most of them are free. And you get to rent it if you don't buy it outright on Amazon or whatever platform, Barnes and Noble, whatever your publisher, your you know your your conduit of choice. But just get started, and um, and do your research and do your homework and become educated on the terminology. Like look at the glossaries of these magazines and and whatever and these books. And on the internet, you got the internet. So anyway.
That's it. And to the, let's get to the next section.